Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. A real speaking voice than you let on, Ben. Excuse me, Peg Pegerson. Yeah, I'm trying to play down that Argyle thing because, you know, there might be some warrants out here on uh, the Bajoran front. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, we're joined today by Peg Pegerson. <laughs> <laughs> ben will not be joining us because he's bitching about having to work an 18-hour day or something like that. I don't know, man. You know, you bring your birth. I'm just saying, you go sit there in the front of a computer, you know, hell, I can do that. Watch uh, Space Reddit all day and, you know, stroke to, you know, hot babes from intergalactic planets or some shit. But, you know, you do what you got to do, man. Stroke for hot babes, man. I guess we're just waiting on uh, Dennis Jenny's here as well. Hello, Jenny. Hi, Bob. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just... Just chilling. Ben's just Ben was at first just doing all this for for me because like we didn't have uh, I didn't I didn't have any audio. I wasn't recording anything. He was just doing this fun voice just for the hell of it. Very impressive. I think that's the multiple personalities. Yeah, whatever it works. How how's uh, how's WWE, Jenny? <laughs> I uh I I haven't really followed it this week, to be honest. Okay. I kind of fell asleep watching it yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay. That's going to happen from time to time. Yeah. yeah. No. Now, who is your favorite wrestler? Um, do I have to choose one? All right. Give me, give me three then. Um, shit. I like, you know, I like Rusev. Okay. All right. I like, uh, I like the New Day tag team. Okay. And, uh, like Asuka, she's pretty cool. Okay, so there you go. That's three. All right, good. There you go. Those are your three favorite. Rusev. So I just want to point out, though, that she got some kind of day fetish going on because she got that Rusev day going, and then she got the, the new day. The new day, yeah. So I, I don't know what all that's about. I don't know, man. It's getting kind of weird in here. And then Dennis has joined us as well. Hello, Dennis. I can't hear Dennis. I can't hear. Dennis is in mourning because Roma got shit kicked out of him yesterday. No, they're fine. I think so too. Two away goals. Two away goals is tight. They they beat Barcelona three nil. Yeah, in Rome. I mean yeah. Liverpool. Better watch out. I'm hoping. I'm rooting for you. I mean, and again that uh, that third goal that Mo Salah offsides looms a lot larger now because apparently uh, officials don't call offsides against. Uh, against Liverpool at Anfield. Like, they just – the atmosphere, it's too much atmosphere. They can't make the proper calls. Uh, I think he – it was close. He was offside. I saw it. Even what's-his-name said so. Hey, they, I'm a Roma fan. I mean, it was close. The commentator was like, he was, that was offside. <laughs> so, but whatevs. Whatevs, bro. Yeah. So, the, the whole game – Just plain to lose to Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's going to happen. I mean, I hope – God, I so if if Liverpool wins the Champions League, I'm going to quit Twitter for like a month because <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. All right. And today we're joined by uh, Lieutenant Commander Peg Pegerson. Have you met Peg, Dennis? Oh, hello, Peg. You look like a yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to play down that uh, Argyle name, you know, while until the, the little situation of the warrants with the Jordan government clear up there, Dennis. You know, you know what I'm talking about there. Uh, what's the what's the proper pronoun for you? 
Lieutenant Commander. <laughs> there you go. That, works. that works too. I love. I was telling Jenny earlier that I think this is closer to Ben's real voice than he lets on. It's true. Yeah. Like I think he fights this voice back at night. He's like, I can't give in. I won't do allow myself to do that. That's the true Alabama coming out right yeah. there. The Alabama. But I, 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 now I got one of them Alabama boys that can be on the show next time, and uh, you ain't go. You ain't go like it. You ain't go like it at all. Are you going to talk like this the whole time? For speaking voice, you know, I didn't spend 25 years dodging Starfleet warrants for, uh, you know, soft and pretty voice. All right. Okay. All right. I'm excited how this is going to turn out. Now, if you do go back into your regular Ben McCormick speaking voice, I will not listen. And I will make you go back if you're going to go this way. If you're going to do it, you got to do it the whole show. Got to go balls deep. It's like Miss Gomez in my high school Spanish class, and she'd say, you know, parlez-vous spaniel or something, and I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? And she'd just ignore the hell out of me the whole time. All right. So you got if you're going to do it, you got to do it to it. There can be no pussyfooting around. It's got to be all or nothing. Pussyfooting. Uh, now, there was this one uh, Jordan chick I was dating back in, uh, in 96. Holy shit. All right, so Ben's in. All right, so we're going to get the Lieutenant Commander Peg Pegerson the entire show. Are you – all right, all right, I'm ready. You're ready, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Bring it. <laughs> you almost sounded like Stone Cold Steve Austin right there. That was a good one. All right, what is the name of this episode? Indiscretion? Right? Yeah. Mm, this sounds like sexy. This sounds like a Silk Stockings episode. Mm. <laughs> Indiscretion. Why I never. Mm. Yes. Where is the Wikipedia? Who's in high school too? Where is the Wikipedia for this? Why am I not seeing the Wikipedia? Now don't we usually bring out that uh, memory alpha? I don't really use them since they dissed us like that. I'm not I'm not into them anymore. I don't like Memory Alpha since they took. I mean, we didn't even try to put it on the reel. Oh, we lost Dennis. Yeah, I think you know, he heard the voice of reason and said, you know, I'm out. All right. Yeah, Dennis has his internet is bad right now. So, he'll be back. Dennis is out. Uh, but right now it's just Jenny, myself and Peg. Oh, man. So yeah, um, yeah, we don't, I don't really want to use Memory Alpha anymore since they kind of dissed us when we made that really fun and cool thing, and they were like, "No, nah, son, that's." They're trying to repress the rules of uh, acquisition. Yeah, I, I couldn't even was, think of the name of it. I thought that was kind of dicky that they kind of you know they shut us down. So you know what? Fuck them. Yeah, we might have to come back with some rules of indiscretion if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, Bajoran Tatas. <laughs> yes, Bajoran Tatas, indeed. Indeed. So, yes, yeah, so this episode is called Indiscretion. It's the 77th episode of Deep Space Nine. In space. In space. That's right. Deep Space Nine in space. Um, Peg, do you want to tell us what the episode's about? You want to do the. 
I mean, if, if we're going to have this wonderful voice, I want to take advantage of it as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, so, we, you know, we, we start out here, uh, you know, uh, Kira, she's out there trying to do some of that prayer stuff that, you know, the majority of chicks are into. Now, is, she, is, she, uh, is she doing like, is she standing and praying? Because that doesn't seem very efficient to me. Well, I, you know, you, you don't know with these Bajorans. Ah, that's because it kind so, of came in and out a little. Ah! She, she, she's got a Bajorni and, you know, got the candles lit and holding up everything. And uh, she's getting into it. And while she's doing it in Wharf, he don't care about no religious stuff. So he's just like, you know, if it ain't Klingon, it ain't shit. Well, so Worf I'm going to interrupt is, well, you. that's not true. Wharf is a big believer in Kalis. I mean, that's his main. Well, yeah, that, that's some Klingon shit. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, you know, he's always like that on the, on the Enterprise when I knew him. He, he was just like, hey, if it ain't Klingon, you know, Oh, fuck off all right all so right. you know anyway he interrupts her there's has no no uh reason or uh what you call understanding for any of her religious beliefs or what none, have you none whatsoever he does not but he's like hey you got a phone call and i'm tired of these bitches calling me up here so you go take this or what some guy says you're friends and he's kind of squirrely looking little fucker so you know you go take it or what mm-hmm. That's true. So then, that, that uh, they, they patch him in. He's this little fat fuck, you know, kind of baldy. Now, I recognize the actor. He's on uh, the uh, Enterprise back in, uh, what was it called, the Samaritan Snare. He's that little pudgy fucker that beat oh, David. Oh, did he have a game. vagina on his forehead? Yeah. Oh, that is him. Okay. Yeah, he, he's that little finger fucker that, uh, you know, you can't beat him if you try to tie him or some shit. So, right. anyway. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in... His real name is oh he's dead God bless his soul. Uh, Roy Brocksmith died in two thousand and one. He was fifty six. Um, a hell was, of a day to pa- pa- you know visit Tower Seven. I'm just saying. He was in uh, complications from diabetes. He was in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Ah, he was in Total Recall. He was the doctor, the one of the evil doctors in Total Recall. That's right. Yep. All right, all right. Okay. And now, now it's starting to come to me. He was also in the Hudsucker Proxy, Tango and Cash, Scrooge. Who's that girl? I loved Who's That Girl growing up. That was a great movie. Like more people were into the Madonna film, Desperately Seeking Susan. I really liked Who's That Girl. Who's That Girl was the better of the two. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Who's That Girl a lot. <laughs> I had no idea Peg had such a strong opinion about uh, about, about Madonna films. Hey, I tell you what, you you can up transfer them to the Hollow Suites, and uh, <laughs> you talk about a stroke nation of adventure. That's all I'm gonna say. I loved Who's That Girl. It was a really good movie. Jenny, have you seen Who's That Girl? I have not seen either of these movies. Oh, okay. Uh, Desperately Seeking Susan was Madonna's first film, I think. Uh-huh. It's a little more kind of I don't want to say serious. Would serious be the word I'm looking for here? It's, uh, I don't know. It's like Madonna and Rosanna Arquette. It's been so long since I've seen this. Um, they just kind of, I don't really even it's know. It's like I more think. of a drama versus a comedy or something. The other yeah, here, here's the plot. Uh, Roberta Rosanna Arquette is an unfulfilled suburban housewife living in Fort Lee, New Jersey. My grandma lived there, who is fascinated by a woman she knows only by reading messages to and from her in the personals in a New York City tabloid. Uh, her fascination peaks uh, with a headline desperately seeking Susan and seeks a rendezvous in Battery Park where the man who regularly seeks her, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so this is just some dumb lady who's obsessed with 
a slut like Madonna because she's some <laughs> dumb housewife that can't get fucking hot dick from her husband, so she's all bummed out. So she wants to be a slut too. And then there's some uh, earrings that get stolen or something. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. What the hell else am I doing? I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, I think speaking we should all, of the, we should all speaking watch of the again. earrings. You know, you, you get a majority chick and you get that earring snagged in the wrong place. It, it's some shit. Ding dong. That's true. I can see that. So anyway, <laughs> so. Who's that girl? And that girl's Kira Narice. That girl is, she's in an awkward growing her hair out phase at this point, I've noticed. Did you guys notice that too? Yeah, but she's looking pretty hot. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you right now. She, no, no, no. kind of hot. I agree. She does look She does look good, but her hair, she's growing her hair out here, I think, in this episode. And it's, it's in an awkward, like, not long enough to be tied back curly phase. Mm-hmm. Jenny, you have wavier hair. You know what that's about, right? Yeah, my hair is kind of always awkward and ridiculous, so I didn't feel like I was qualified to judge. <laughs> no, I mean, that's why I have to keep my hair super short because, or I like to keep it short because if I don't, it kind of does like that Kira Narice Conan O'Brien, I'm going to go wherever I want to venture to. Kind of like mine is doing right now. <laughs> like you have no control or rhyme nor reason of it. It's just like, that's just what it looks like, you know? Pretty much. What about you, Peg? In your picture, it looks like you have pretty, pretty straight hair, a little balding a little bit. Yeah, I think Peg Peggerson is uh, losing his hairline. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 you know kind of traced back a little bit since then, and uh, kind of like uh, that basketball player there had a little bit of a comeback, and uh, you know we had some work done, kind of like a full head of hair now. Got Ladies some, hair, dig it. some hair plugs. Well, no, they got this uh, cream now that you can just kind of rub on there, and uh, what well, I think it's some kind of cream. I don't know. The guy that sells it to me says it's creamy. Cream, yes. Is it salty? Yeah, it gets a little burny. If it gets in your eyes, it burns like fuck. I tell you what. Gets a little burny. Mm, cream. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, this little squirrely fuck, he's a smuggler or something, and he, he's got a piece of a ship that uh, Kira's been looking for. Now, let me ask you, I don't want to make this sound dicky, okay? But uh, Okay. Can you be a fat smuggler? Sure. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, where you get them smugglers' blues from. I don't know if you can be a fat smuggler. I don't think it works. Because how are you going to get in and out of tight situations and quarters? Like, you need to hide real fast. you got to find a big hide spot. But they might not be actually doing the, the theft or whatever. So you're saying maybe he's more of a fence? Yeah. He kind of makes the arrangements. Okay. He's kind of like court does. All right. I could see that. All right. He's an importer and exporter of what you call the exotic goods. <laughs> so he was like a Vandalay Industries. Mm -hmm. Import exporting. Big in the olive oil industry, if you know what I mean. Has Dennis rejoined us? I see his name, but I haven't heard his voice yet. Mm. He said he's having internet problems. Or maybe he's having voice problems with Ben. Dennis, we can, yeah, we can still not. We miss you, Dennis. We all miss Dennis. He's a wonderful guy. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. There's some sexy tones I've been waiting for. Dennis? Yes? There you are. All right. Yeah. I'm here. All right, Dennis is back, everyone. Rest easy. And Ben, uh, excuse me, Peg is telling us what's going on. 
this episode so far. He's doing quite a good job. He's doing a really good job staying on point. Yeah, so anyway, we, we come back and uh, and Odo is going over like some kind of security brief with, uh, with Kira. And uh, he's like, you know, your, your mind is elsewhere. You got this whole river. What do you call it? The Ravenock on your brain. And uh, she's like, hey, don't try to talk me out of it. And he's like, don't let the door hit you on your ass on the way out. All right. You go in with you, you know, ain't me stopping you. So good luck. Yeah. Good luck, honey. See you on the other side, baby. So she's all like, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm packing a bag and and I'm getting the fuck out of here. You know, I'm looking for it. And here come Captain Cisco. And she's like, Hey, you know, you have to say good luck. And he's like, no, I'm telling you to wait a couple of days. So, uh, you know, apparently the Cardis want to send somebody along. They're (laughs) the Cardis. Is that what they're called now? The Cardis? Is that what you call them? Well, yeah, that's what me and O'Brien used to call them back after the war. Ah, okay, so that makes sense then. The Cardis. That, that sounds racist to me. It does a little bit. Um, yeah, well, you sound racist, so what you going to do, you know? <laughs> racist schmacist. Exactly, oh. that's the <laughs> well, yeah. it, It's done. I can't come back from that. No, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't, you're done. You're done for. You're it, done. That, that's the end of the argument right there. Just, you know, I'm a racist prick from uh, South uh, Federation. South Federation. <laughs> from the deep down in the heart of the Federation, that's me. Yep. It, I'm, I'm from Space Georgia. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Space Georgia. Not to be confused with the uh, Russian Georgia or the, uh, the America Georgia. The Space Georgia. How is Space Georgia this time of the year? Uh, it's rather warm, a little sweaty. If you, you know, you, your nutsack would just sweat right off if you, <laughs> you don't go in air conditioning. I'm really impressed because this has to be at least like what we're 15 minutes in and you're still doing the voice. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a little saying in uh, South Georgia where I come from, and it's uh, you're in it to win it. <laughs> All right, South Georgia Federation. Um, Yeah, this should be your character voice. You should scrap uh, maybe once when we get back to the the boner, you could bring in Peg Pegerson and have this be your character voice, Ben. This would be really good. Well, you know, I I was looking up uh, and talking to my little buddy there, uh, Engine Sonar. (laughs) And I was asking about his family, and apparently his father's mother – is uh, named Sona. And, okay. Uh, apparently, that's his Graham. And uh, so, Sona Graham, uh, she had the three <laughs> And uh, Sonar's dad, Sonic, is uh, the oldest of the three. All right. I like it. I like it. You're going for it, man. You're just, you're just digging in. Digging in deep. But uh, anyway, so we got this here, uh, you know, wanting to, to get the Cardies to go out there with them, and, and lo and behold, guess who beams aboard as the representative? It, it's, uh, what you call him, that Ducat. Goal Ducat. Good old goal. You can't get rid of him. There's been that, uh, what, civilian revolution on the planet, and he's still uh, in a good place. Still around. He's got lives, man. He's a very, uh, a very capable politician, Gold Ducat. He's always in the right place. He's always doing stuff. You just can't get rid of him. Now I'm gonna have to tell you some of these. Uh, what do you call the the Cardassian uniforms? I noticed in this, in this episode, and I've seen it before. They got that little pointy part right there at your neck. 
Like it's yeah. going to stab you. You got a built-in trait maker right there. <laughs> Probably why they can't move their necks. Because yeah. if they move, then they're going to get stabbed. They're afraid they're going to get jabbed. You, well, you can't look down. That just ain't happening. And they're like, their comm badge or insignia thing is awkward and large. Well, you know, I had a couple of Jordan ladies tell me the same thing recently. So, you know, no, they what about my comm badge? <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> it's that about is- my uh, booze bottle, if you know what I mean. You're talking about your wiener? Macaque. <laughs> You're what? And, and a cock, and I go try to breed them up there in the pylons and, uh, you know, get some eggs going and, you know, uh, make uh, some kind of Bajoran egg dish, but it didn't work out. All right. Okay. A Bajoran egg dish. What is the name of this Bajoran egg dish? I, I call it uh, Eggs Narice. <laughs> So eggs and Reese. Now, what is in eggs and Reese? Well, surprisingly enough, eggs, uh, <laughs> a little cream. All right. Put in a little tangerine zest. Mm. And, okay. Uh, and then lots of cheese. All right, tangerine uh, zest and lots of cheese. <laughs> have you made this before? Uh, no, I have not. As the egg experiment did not go quite as expected. Now, couldn't you just replicate some eggs? Well, you know, replicated versus uh, farm grown is, is that that's where you get your differences. They got to replicate down there. But if I was going to make a go at this business on uh, Deep Space Nine there, mm-hmm. I was going to have to have some of this farm raised, uh, cage free, uh, pylon, uh, free pylon ranged or whatever you call them. <laughs> okay. They just run free in the pylons, and, and that was the problem because one of them Cardassian uh, voles, it done jumped out of the vent and just ate one of my, my, my laying hens. Uh, and that, you know, then you're done. Well, we got to talk to O'Brien and get rid of those voles. Well, you know, he's about six ways from drunk most of the times anyway, so you ain't getting much work out of a mick like that. <laughs> All right. I don't think that was un- I think that was unnecessary to call him a Mick. I mean, you know, he's an Irish uh, spaceman. I don't know if that's necessarily very nice. Well, you know, neither are the drunk Micks. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> I mean, this I, is- I got this cut right here under my left eyebrow. Uh huh. That some bitch broke a bottle and came swooping back around on me, and I I barely ducked in time. Now, did this have anything to do with you perhaps calling him a bad word? No, it had more to do with him walking in when I was power banging at that Keiko. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could see how he would be upset, Peg, if you were, you know, uh, having sex with his wife. Well, I was trying to earn my name at the time, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right, makes sense. All right, so so is are you saying? I mean, it wasn't my dick. I mean, he can't expect me to use mine if he's not going to use his. So. All right. Okay. All right. So, so when you're engaging in inappropriate relationships with the ladies, Peg Pegerson is your is your name. Your alias. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I always use uh, the the finest replicated strap-ons. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, it's odd that you would replicate strap-ons, but you'd be so, you know, adamant about needing uh, eggs from chickens. Well, yeah, that's because I'm trying to sell the eggs, and I'm giving away this uh, the strap on for free right here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. So I feel like I'm uh, the straight man in a in like a vaudeville comedy team, like in a in a Star Trek based Star Trek 
comedy team. I'm the straight man. I like it. It's fun. Because he just, I just keeps asking Ben questions, and he just keeps doing all the jokes. It's really See, great. Ben's not around to that. But, oh, that's uh, right. It's Peg. I'm sorry, Peg. Excuse me. That's fine. We're like Space Martin and Lewis. <laughs> if, if, if Lewis was uh, a racist redneck dude <laughs> from Space Georgia. You know, I don't know how many times I've said, well, hello, nurse. And, you know, <laughs> usually after I wake up uh, after a night at Quark, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know Quark has a great place. It's unfortunate because we don't see Quark very much in this episode. Well, that's usually a reason to turn off an episode, if you ask me. You got to have Odo, you got to have Quark, and you got an episode right there. Well, this is very Odo and Quark light, this episode. Because I believe they're both only in a scene apiece. Well, yeah. Now, what we got coming up here, you know, as uh, as Norris and uh, what you call Cardi Boy there, uh, Ducat, when they take off and go off on their little space mission, well, it leaves uh, what you call it, Commander Captain Cisco there. You know, congratulations, he's a, Captain. He's a, he's a captain. That's right. Captain. Don't don't want to you know say something inappropriate to the captain now since he's running the ship hard. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean, but. Uh, so he's there talking to uh, old man, uh, what, Dax, and, uh, you know, that some bitch is still a motherfucker under a bus, I tell you what. Because okay. here comes Cassidy, and she's like, hey, I'm going to get a job here local, and I get to move into the station. And uh, No, no, no. She said, that she, was, she said she was considering living on her ship, and yeah. Dax said, well, maybe you should live on the station. And then Cisco did not look pleased by that, the turn of events. Well, you know, next thing that Dax is going to be saying is like, hey, Cisco, don't you got that three-bedroom place? You probably got room. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't come to that so quickly. But no, she's uh, maybe going to live on the station. And Cisco did not look pleased. Have you ever been in a situation like that, uh, Peg? Well, no, I have not. Because uh, most of the ladies uh, have this rule where they have to leave before midnight. Okay. Or, uh, I have to talk to the to the uh, their... Uh, what? What do you call them? There? Uh, well, no. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, the, the the gentleman that uh, her business partner uh, that usually engages in these situations uh, usually charges more oh, if they stay her, past oh, her, her, her pimp. Oh. Why well, we don't like to use terms like that? But you've been saying all kinds of terrible things about people, Peg. Get a consistent message here, buddy. Well, my consistent message is I love the ladies, but I don't necessarily want to spend the night. What's that? He respects sex workers. Yes, doesn't like the I Irish. I always tip heavily. Does, don't, doesn't like the Irish or the Cardassians, but he's a big fan of sex workers. Yeah, unless they're Irish or Cardassian. Yeah. Well, what you know, I might be Irish Cardassian sex worker could be pretty amazing. I've been called a lot of things, but sexist is not one of them. Ain't that right, sugar tits? <laughs> there you go. All right. So moving along, Jenny, how do you feel about all this so far? Are you, are you satisfied as a listener? Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> a lot you're, of fun. Because I just feel bad because you're just sitting there listening to it. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get you involved too. So <laughs> do you understand the art? I, I, you understand the art of being a straight man, right? Absolutely. All right, good. Then I and can, I definitely I, think out of the two of you that you're the straight man. Yeah, no, I definitely am the straight man here. hey <laughs> I, I get that reference. 
So yeah, so um, you know, Ben, he's coming out from back there in the back room, and uh, apparently that hurt his feelings a little bit. He, he's looking a little pissy. Why is Ben looking pissy? I don't know. Hey, why are you being such a little bitch? <laughs> uh, now he he went back in his room and shut the door. So I don't know. You I'm know sorry. how they get. Well, I don't. Want, I mean, I don't want you to hurt Ben's feelings. He's a good guy. He's our friend. Yeah, but you know, I gotta tell you, he's got the smallest dick I've ever seen on a grown man. <laughs> All right. Okay. But he comes out of the shower like he owns the fucking place, which I guess technically he does. But <laughs> I mean, you put your name on the lease, and all of a sudden you think you run the show. All right. Okay. And he just dries his balls in the strangest places. Uh, just, it's not natural. That's <laughs> not like, what, like What's the strangest place he's dried his balls? Well, on my lap for one, and that was just a little uncomfortable. That's not strange. Come on. You know, I'm gonna have to. We have to get here to the commercial break, and I'm gonna have to go ahead and just kind of tap out on this because right. uh, he, he's just being a little whiny uh, self over there. Okay. So right. you know, so, I so, guess we'll take a commercial break, which we've never. Well, no, I'm saying on the show, the okay. the act two coming up there when. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. well, yeah, we can we, take a commercial break. Don't worry; it'll take a little editing, but I can put something in here. No, we don't. We don't have to do. I mean, our show commercial, but I'm gonna let y'all continue talking while I trade out mics here, and. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that, uh, yeah. So they, they had to head off out there to the Badlands because, uh -huh. uh, oh, uh, chunky uh, space pirate boy, uh, smuggler boy there, he, he's kind of like me in the fact that he's got a few warrants on him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they take off heading for him. And, you know, what do you call it there? Uh, Cisco goes back up there to ops. And, uh, and that's where I kind of got to leave it there. All right. Y'all well, talk amongst yourself for a little bit. Thank you for joining us, Peg. We really appreciate thank you. the effort. Hey, hey, thank, and, uh, thanks for having me on the show. And if, and if you know, if, if uh, one old lady's call, you ain't seen me. Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. Peg, Pe Lieutenant Commander Peg Pegerson, everybody. I'll call you later, Peg. <laughs> Miss you. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> he did that for almost almost thirty minutes. Impressed. I am too. At first, I, I was wondering, like, how long is this going to go on? But then I just found myself enjoying it, and then, like, the it was enjoyable. I thought that was fun. Maybe he'll come back. It takes dedication to make a character like that and really go with it, you know. Mm -hmm. And to not completely kill your voice. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like he was kind of hurting a little bit at the end. I think that's why he kind of dipped out of it. But I mean, I was still rather impressed with his uh, his dedication to the role. Stuck to character very well. He really did. <laughs> he really did. I mean, that was really well done. So c kudos to, to Peg for showing up. I really liked it. Peg Pegerson. Peg Pegerson. <laughs> now he's Ben McPegface. <laughs> there he is. There's Ben. Ben, where have you been? Did you and Peg sort everything out? We can't, can't hear Ben. On your couch for a day or two, and it, it just—they don't know when to leave. But you got—but you guys have been able to kind of sort everything out. You guys are good to go now. No, he's—he's he's packing up. He's—he's he's out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully he—he he was a good guest. We had a lot of fun with him. Mm -hmm. So hope, hopefully he'll be coming back soon because he—he he seemed okay to me. He was—he could be a little much, a little racist. Um, mm -hmm. But so you I know, mean, toward the end, I think he was coughing up blood. I, I don't know what oh, that. Wow. Was about. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so that maybe was probably just the liver problems that he has from all the yeah. drinking. 
That's what yeah, I would too. That, that's it, it looks like it. But uh, so anyway, yeah. So so Ben's here. Hey Ben. Hey everybody. How's hey, it? How's it going? How's the week been? Good. We good. Doing really well. And we're pretty far along in the episode already too. We just got yeah. to where um, uh, Kira and Ducat find where the the ship is. They 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 in the Dorisian system or what? The Dorito system. That's where the ship yeah. is. They're gonna go to the Cool Ranch planet and check it all out. Yeah, and uh, not very cool from what I recall. It mm. looked a little, uh, little like space uh, desert out there. Yeah, yeah, this would be more of a spicy taco planet, I think. Well, the spice must flow. Yeah, and uh, I did notice that everybody involved was walking without rhythm, and and that was that was good. Good point. Anytime you're on a desert planet, that is the uh, key to survival. Walk it's without good. rhythm. And I would say this too. Uh, Akira's outfit just looks really uncomfortable in that type of uh, situation and scenario. I, I, th- I think pretty much any uh, of the uniforms of any of the major uh, players that we've seen over the years, whether it be Klingons, uh, Cardassians, Federation Bajoran, just not really equipped for desert. Yeah, not. I think yeah. just being in the desert in general is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, if only- yeah, but if you're in the desert, think about being in the desert in a onesie and how yeah. uncomfortable. And, and a onesie with an under blouse thing, which also sounds odd. Like yeah. her whole uniform to me is just bonkers. I don't understand how it works. Yeah. Well, I always like how it's a one piece, but she can take the top off. Yeah, I don't get that. And like the shoulder but Starfleet pads, can do it too. Uh, yeah, but the Starfleet one makes more sense because it, you actually see the zipper. Well, yeah, but it's like a zipper that like connects halfway down or something. It's it's some weird thing because like, uh, you know, especially with it is, it's like a waist zipper that you pull it on and then zip it around. But you can't see the waist zipper. You can only see the the front zipper. You know, there's the seam in the front where you know it unzips because I remember ends in row was the first time I ever saw that happen where she took her, her top off. and Mm. Yeah. And she gave her, uh, her, her Starfleet jacket to a kid at one of the, uh, the displacement camps for the Yeah, majority. I remember that episode. That was a good episode. And it's like, what the fuck? How did you take your top off? You're in, you know, you're in a one-piece leotard. What the hell? Yeah, but she wasn't in the Bajoran leotard. She was wearing the space, uh, the Starfleet uniform. Whereas right. the Bajoran uniform is much different. It definitely has the onesie property. It even looks like the socks go into the pants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you got those, those uh, what do you call them, fairy boots on top of your... Uh, yeah. Like, stir- like stirrups almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like they're all into jazzercise or something. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> totally. It's really, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've spent more time than I probably should have thinking about Bajoran clothing. Because this, this uniform, <laughs> I just don't understand how it's constructed. It's so odd. Yeah. Because it looks. And then they've got though their undershirt. I mean, you've got this. A- the the lacy top thing. Yeah. Like, what the hell kind the of military camisole. is this? That's the thing. Yeah, the camisole. I don't get it all. Like I don't understand. Is that like its own piece? Is that connected to the underpants? Like it's like a. And so it's like the uniform is a onesie, and then the underwear is also a onesie. So the camisole connects to the underpants. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have to because if you have the onesie with like over individual pieces, it seems like that would slide up or yeah. Up well, or it's going to take you about an hour to to fucking get dressed every morning with these things. You probably have this, like a corset underneath because it's like Victorian England where they have five layers. <laughs> this and you've got like the instructions that are up on the wall. This piece goes into here, and then this piece goes. Oh, you got to put this on first. 
and then the sun's second. It's a very, because like, okay, hang on. I'm going to show you this picture, okay? Because now that we're talking about it, Ben is just struggling. I mean, he, him and his friend really had a hard time together. Do you guys have an allergy problems, it looks like, both of you? Uh, the, uh, the pollen here is, is a bit much. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. It's fine. So like, because you have this piece right here, that mm-hmm. I didn't want to move the whole picture. But then you have the weird shoulder pieces, too, that look like a separate entity. Mm-hmm. Right. But like they're a not. shrug. Yeah, like a shrug. Yeah, that's a good word, Jenny. Like the shrug. Yeah. Like that looks like its own kind of separate uniform. So it looks like there's – yeah, I don't really get this at all. Like, when did she get the neck tattoo and the one below that? Like straight down from your cursor. That looks like – that's autographed. That's oh, autographed. okay. My that's bad. Autographed. My bad. It's like <laughs> – yeah. When did she start dating a Mexican guy? What the hell? Oh, Ben, that's Jesus. sweet. Mm, see, oh. and then there's the camisole thing that looks like it's in the pants. Yeah, right? it, it looks like it's attached. It's like a one piece mm-hmm. again. So is this the one piece and then the jacket goes over that? But see, now look at the one. I'm pointing at my screen like you can fucking see it. The one directly above this, like if you move your cursor right straight there? up to that one. Yeah, that's, is that from the first season? No, because she didn't have the long hair in the first season, right? Oh, that's right. No, she had more of – yeah, so this is a uniform yet to come. Yeah, it's a, and this looks like almost like a snake skin that has like a weird belt under her boobs. Well, you got to hold them up somehow, I guess. It's I just know. really awkward uniform. What the hell is O'Brien doing to her in that one picture? That's not O'Brien. That's um, – No, no, no. No, not that one. No, that's, that's when um, he's massaging her because – so we can't say. Can't oh. say. Spoilers. I got you. Uh, yeah, spoilers. Ooh, Keep going. Yeah, there's some spoiler stuff there. Like this. Oh, that, uniform. Whoa, whoa, there you go. There's the uniform next to the cosplayer. If you, okay, yeah, right there, there on the dummy. Yeah. yeah, that's the actual uniform. That's a lot of go. That's a lot going on, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially, I mean, for space uniform, it's a lot. Of, is that suede or is it just quilted? It looks suede But like, if you notice the line, that's yeah, a that's suede-y. a that's a onesie. Yeah. But somehow the top picking this apart, like I've, it's very apparent to me how awkward this uniform is. Yeah, I've always lines that run down the front are they've got to be obnoxious as hell. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because like, and and that's got to be all connected because it's one seam. It looks Mm -hmm. like. Yep. And then you have the jacket that looks like its own. Like, you know how the kids sometimes? My daughter has like a short sweater that has like a, you know what I'm talking about? That's just like Mm -hmm. mainly sleeves and shoulders. Mm-hmm. That, that looks like that's what that it's a very awkward unit it's not not, not a good unit <laughs> and yet somehow they uh they had a, a, an effective resistance and uh yeah and then you've got this whole thing here with the like look at that that looks like it goes into the pants mm-hmm. and she's got a visible panty line there too i just noticed that i uh, Star Trek, this went from being my favorite series of Star Trek, and now I, I don't know how I feel about the series as a whole. Oh, I, still, I still like the series, but I'm just saying the uniform is just odd. Or you, it's, just, it's just an odd look. I just don't get it. So anyway, let's get back to the, the, the subject at hand here. Well, I, that, was, that was the most I've wanted to go into the uniform, and I'm really happy. <laughs> now I can't. There you go. Stop sharing. Right, yeah, Felt like I was watching a uh, RuPaul's Drag Race for a minute well, there. I mean, I just I've I, we've been watching this show now. This is the fourth season, and I just have so many questions about her uniform. And I'm glad I'm not the only one 
because the Starfleet uniform makes sense. It's like a jacket that zips up in the front, and then you've got the the turtle, the mock underneath, and then boom, mm-hmm. okay, good. Pants, zip up, mock turtleneck. But the Bajoran one is just so kind of earrings and the belt and the little jacket. It's just a lot. Yeah. It's, it's got to be hot. It, it's uncomfortable. And she's this poor woman's walking around the desert to get us back to the subject mm-hmm. at hand. Good yeah. job, Ben. But they find the crash site and uh, of the ship, and there's some dead people. And your boy, Gold Ducat, is very adamant about wanting to dig up dead bodies because he's a necrophiliac. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's like, you know, hey, we got some uh, very specific uh, burial rites, but you guys are just the, – the Bajoran feeling about, uh, you know, the dead is very Klingon-esque. This was, was weird because it was like the most obvious that he's ever been – that sneaky yeah you know like usually he's really good at like manipulating the situation so that you can't tell what he's up to yeah right away she's got to know that he's up to something look like necrophilia i've got to have sex with these bodies uh, it's, it's, it's it's part of uh what you call the cardassian uh, burial rites is yeah. i have to skull fuck every one of them it is a big it's like the first thing they say in the mm-hmm. death rites like it, it's like ashes to ashes here comes my cock <laughs> open your eye <laughs> it, it, it's it's right there in, in page f- i think 57 uh, paragraph c uh, and 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 lo, the Cardi God came in my skull. <laughs> I, I you know I I don't judge. I mean, is Peg Pegerson still there? No, Peg no. Pegerson's gone. This is bad. Gone. I'm just I'm just reading from the uh, you know the book O Cardi Faith. The book O Cardi. Yeah, they call it Bacardi. <laughs> yeah. The Anglican version is Bacardi Light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, look at you go. <laughs> All these oh. fingers, you're just, you're just in your own little world. You're so happy with yourself. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coughing up blood, so I, you know. Are you, re- are you guys really both that sick? No, no. I, I had a little run-in with something in my throat earlier. Uh, you know. Oh, this is all from Peg? Uh, yeah. You went on too long. You didn't have I, to go on too long. We were trying. I was trying to find a way out for you, but you just kept going. I just. I wouldn't pull that cord. Yeah. I, I, I wanted. The, I wanted to own the record. But you know what? A true artist suffers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's my suffering. Oh God! Look at that. I don't know if that came out of your underpants. Yes. Because cool you're on your. You're on your fucking period, eh? <laughs> that could be. <laughs> I'm spotting. Oh, he's totally ragging over there. It's like a crime scene up in this bitch. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they find, and they dig everybody up and uh, Gold yeah. Ducat finds what he's looking for and he gets real sad. And Kira finds him being sad. That was kind of sad, too. They have promise bracelets. Yeah. Apparently. That's, that's kind of corny. It is. Uh, is that a Bajoran friendship bracelet? Well, yeah, I remember heart on it and you match up the hearts. Yeah, she's like, I remember those in junior high school, Galdicott. <laughs> but I mean, if 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 any you're dating a twelve year old, oh you freak. If any race in the galaxy is going to have promise bracelets, it's going to be the Bajorans because they already have so many accessories. Yeah, like they, they, they do. Lo- they are very accessorized people. Like Claire's just crushes ass on Bajor. <laughs> like it. I mean, 
the amount of money that Bajorans spend at Claire's is fucking through the roof. Do you think they charge the same to only pierce the one ear instead of both? Is it just that's how it is? I don't know. Like, is the second one like, uh, is it a clip on or is it two holes? You think? Hmm. As I recall, they were clip. But it's like, a clip then? So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because right. whatever uh, Roe would take them off. Or, yeah, I never saw her kind of kind of pulled yeah. back. So that's a that's an elaborate clip. And the ones that they always sold at the uh, shows, at the conventions and stuff, they had like the top one was kind of like that little uh, C-clamp kind of thing that yeah, went yeah, over yeah. Your, the, the, the lip of the ear. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you had the other that clamped down. Yeah, I think Mr. T is a Bajoran. He likes the earrings and the, all yeah. that stuff too. So they're they're very big into accessories. Those fucking Bajorans. And the belts. I mean, think about it. The belts and the little Yeah. The, the shrugs. Yeah, yeah. Claire's very fashionable. Is, Claire's is big on Bajor. Like mm-hmm. what happened was when the earthlings stopped caring about it. They just sent all their shit out into space. They're like, all right, well, we got to get rid of all this stuff, but what are we going to do with it? There's no warehouse large enough on earth to hold it. So they just kind of got like a couple pods and shot it in outer space. And then yeah. they just kind of ventured through the, the time and space, if you will, and ended up on Claire on planet Bajor. And they're just like, look at all this shit. This is amazing. Planet Claire's. Yeah, planet Claire. Well, well, see, it's kind of like here in uh, Virginia Beach, whatever, you know, one of the shipping containers goes over the side. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, it washes ashore and the whole beach is covered up with Doritos. <laughs> and uh, on Bajor, it was uh, Claire's. Mm-hmm. And there's little, you know, trinkets and tchotchkes everywhere. It's beautiful. And they're like, wow, this is the best thing ever. We've got ear, un, unnecessary earrings. And look at all these belts and promise bracelets. And man, oh man, this is the best shit in the whole wide you world. Know, other than the the uh, crippling oppression that we feel under the jackboot of the Cardassians, uh, this earring thing really made life a lot better. Well, I mean, when you're feeling low, man, nothing makes you feel better than a quality bracelet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's uh, what do you call it? The theory about uh, lipstick... Uh, when uh what was it when the depression hit lipstick sales and movie uh viewing went up because people were looking for cheap ways to uh escape escape is better about your life it's like my life is shit but i can go pay a nickel for a movie and a nickel for a bag of popcorn and or a penny for a bag of popcorn so i'm out six cents and i get to pretend like uh you know we ate this week so you're saying it's basically like retail therapy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Bajor is a giant planet of retail therapy. Yeah. I like it. Forever 21 is also big there for no. some reason. <laughs> they got all those little jackets, those little sweater things. Yeah. yeah that, that's where that comes from. You know? It works. It does. It, it just, it's, it's a do- they're dominating the, the marketplace on Bajor. So yeah, so they dig it up and they find the stuff. And then uh, Gold Ducat's like, this was my side piece. Yeah, I got problems with that. <laughs> that he's got a side piece? Yeah, that he's got a Bajoran side piece. Why is that? Because you're a racist. Uh, well, no. Nope, uh... <laughs> well, yes. But... <laughs> Besides my crippling racism. I, I just, I don't think that, you know, you can have a consensual relationship 
with a power structure like that. Oh, so you're saying more like Thomas Jefferson kind of Sally Mae. Oh, it's, it's his, uh, his mistress. Well, no, if you're a slave, you, you can't really consent or not consent. Okay. So, okay. I get, I thought you were objecting like, like you're oh, objecting no, more like, uh, morally as opposed to like story wise. Because right, I think, you know, I because my thing is no racism on it because I, I'm all for interracial porn. I mean, that, that's well, top. You were, married, you were married to a black woman, you understand? <laughs> well, that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's lots of proof. You've got like 30 kids. <laughs> right? I'm not making any of this stuff up. It's true. This is common knowledge. Ben has like 30 children. Yes. We're all, we're all very lovely. Yes. And and they love Uncle Bob. I don't know how or why I would be such a big part of their existence, but man, I, I, you know, they just know that if they're at a convention and you're there, your table is a safe place to go if they feel threatened it, or scared. It is. Go it is. go go find Bob. I'm a beacon. You and Chris Flick, I think, are the only two that they'll. He's a cartoonist that we know. And, I know uh, Chris. I know of him. I don't know him personally. They will immediately. They know to break for one of you two. That's cool. Nice. Yep. Well, I, you know what? It's a, it's an honor. Well, and if they ever call you Uncle Bob, just kind of go with it. And, I mean, you know what? I mean, I've been know. called worse. <laughs> you know, like, I can... you've been called worse on this show. Yeah, it's true. I have. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so I just I, I have a I have a problem with the whole the power dynamic on okay. that. See, I thought you were talking story-wise because in the in the show previously, Gold Ducat has been putting the moves on Bajoran chicks. I think he gets off on it. Well, Kira, as yeah. a matter of fact, yeah, she's one of them. Yeah, that was the episode that I was speaking of. Yep, he got a little flirty with that, and I still think he maintains that flirtation with Kira throughout. Like maybe that's why she got a little uncomfortable that he was coming along. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he practically pulled his peen out when they were on the fucking uh, the runabout to the crash site or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was all like, well, "You know what? My dick is pretty hard right now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just gonna whip this out and start masturbating in front of you. you. Don't mind, do you? I mean, what are you gay? I didn't think so. I mean, you got that short haircut, so I don't know. I mean, it's close either way. But hey, I mean, you. I'm you into the pixie go, thing. You want to go somewhere in your comedy career? Then you got to watch me masturbate, right? What? Gold <laughs> Ducat Louis C.K. is a. <laughs> Gold C.K. is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. That, that's not what happened. <laughs> I don't that's the other show we watch. Oh, okay. All right. I'm confused now, but yeah. So, um, so uh, it's very odd because uh, how do we, he, how do we, we... Oh, go ahead, Ben. What were you going to say? I was going to say, how do we deal with the fact that he was probably raping a Bajoran chick and she was like, you know, probably fearing for her life and her family's life and went along with it. Let's make that into comedy now. No, I'm not saying that, Ben. What I'm saying is, um, uh, according to the episode written Mm -hmm. by whomever here, Nicholas Corey, they were in love. Okay. So Mm -hmm. let's just, let's just for all intents and purposes for the sake, I understand your argument and I think it's valid. Um, but for the for the purpose of the episode, let's just say they were in love and they had a relationship and he reveals they had a child. Okay. Yes. He uh, did seem that he, I mean, regardless of, of her feelings on it, he did seem like he was into her. 
Like he he truly mourned her loss. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He mourned her loss. But then he instantly goes to like, yes, and we have a child here. And if I find her, I must kill her. Which is the natural order of things, right? <laughs> I mean, who hasn't wanted to kill their children? But the whole point is like, why go? I mean, she's, I mean, she's stuck on this planet. Like, well, no, he also says he's got seven back on, yeah. on Bajor. And speaking as, as somebody with, you know, more than three myself, you, you know, when you got 30, it's like, eh, you got to burn off a few. You got you gotta, to. It just seems like a lot of work. Take to them hunting. But this is a lot of work happen. just to kill one of your own children, right? Like, because for all intents, she's gone. Like, she's been gone for six you gotta years. got to remove the evidence. You know? Well, yeah, but that's the thing is that's why he had to go with Kira, because if there was any chance of her finding this, Kira would bring the survivors back. And when they got back, his dirty little secret's going to be all over the front page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he's not there to either kill it or, uh, you know, massage the reality mm-hmm. uh, to his needs, uh, it was going to be bad. In my head, I just thought this is just a lot of work for murder because it's yeah. not like, I mean, do you think the chick, do you think the daughter blabs like, oh, gold cuts my dad, like right off the bat? Well, see, it's just maybe, you know, Cardassians uh, legal, you know, they're very pro-choice and they legalized 42nd trimester uh, abortions. <laughs> yeah, apparently. You know? But yeah, his whole... Like, no, as long as they can't dodge the bullet, you, you're, you're fair. No. <laughs> it just seems like a lot of work in my end. Like, yeah. yeah I want to, I love this woman and we had a child together and I must kill it. It's like, what? Dun, dun, dun. It's like, you're all over the place here. I love you so much. That's why I have to murder you. Yeah, it's very stalker crazy of him. But then back on the station, um, Benjamin is having dinner with his, his love interest, if you will. Cassidy Yates. And this just doesn't go well at all. No. This was the worst scene. I, since like <laughs> the first episode of DS9. Really? It's awful. It, okay. It was, I just cringe the entire time. <laughs> I, just, I think you were supposed to, though, just from, from Cisco's discomfort in the whole matter. Well, not just that, but like this is like kind of following the template of what the overreacting female is supposed to be. I like, oh, you, oh, you just don't want me to stay then? Fine. I just won't even take the job. I don't well, care. Yeah, but at the same time, it's also playing on the trope of the I'm afraid of commitment male. True. This is like, yo, she's wanting to move in. (laughs) I mean, and we've all seen the space station. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's It's more than a mile across. It's not like they're going to be neighbors. It's like living in the same neighborhood. Yeah. You know? Right. I don't know. And that always works. But they're actively dating. It's not like they broke up. I mean, they're actively dating. Right. And like, yeah, but then he can't bang other chicks if she's living on the space station. But he's not been banging other chicks. He just lusts after his son's ex girlfriend. Didn't bang her; just smelled her underpants. <laughs> yeah, but he's not gonna be able to smell people's underpants with uh, Cassidy around Don't either. Tell me what <laughs> I can't do. This is my life, Cassidy. <laughs> he has that ship beamed in special every week. <laughs> No, get out know. of my house and leave your underpants for And that's the other thing. Yeah, it's not like, you know, she's moving down the hall. She's not moving into his spare bedroom. It's like, yeah, Jake's going to go room with Nog, and now she's moving into Jake's room. It's- yeah, but sometimes you just don't want somebody to move to town, if, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's this, whole, this, whole, this whole subplot is very tropey. Yeah. 
But it was the 90s, and these television writers can, you know, sometimes they hit them out of the park. Sometimes they, uh, yeah. they're they 90s TV writers. Yeah. yeah, it just started to feel like a sitcom right about here. And yeah, like this, could, this could have been an episode of Friends, almost. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Space Friends with Rachel and Ross arguing. Oh, and- no, they're moving into the building. Oh, no, this, this is more of a uh, Mad About You kind of dynamic. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. All right. I should have known that Ben was the connoisseur of 90s sitcoms. See, I wasn't, I didn't really watch a lot of Mad About You. Um, I like Paul Reiser. I was a fan of him. I just never watched it. Well, see, I love the tie in, though, to, to they brought all their universes together on the uh, NBC sitcoms mm-hmm. because I guess Paul Reiser's character, before he married his wife on Mad About You and moved in with her, mm-hmm. he actually was the guy who lived in Jerry's apartment. Hmm. And so when he moved out, Jerry moved in. I did not know that. And so there was like a crossover episode where he came back to the the building and he ran into Kramer in the hall. And he's like, oh, yeah, is that squirrely guy still live in my old apartment? And, you know, they trade some one-liners and whatever. But it was like a big crossover event. So all the shows, like, uh, what was it? Um, Was it Mad About You that Phoebe's sister was a, a belligerent cab driver or not cab driver or waitress or something. Mm, I don't know. It, it's just like this whole multiverse. I thought that, thing. that was the Jack Nicholson movie that she was in Helen Hunt. That was, you got your movies and you No, no, no. I'm saying Phoebe uh, from friends though, was on mad about you as a just, waitress. It's just funny. Helen that, Hunt in. Yeah. It's just funny that Helen Hunt was in a movie where she played like a sassy waitress. That's oh, a, that movie. What, uh, what is it called? As good as it gets, or no? I be- is yeah. it, Isn't it as good as it gets? I think it's, so. It's one of those awkward. What was it? Late eighties, early nineties? No, this was like the late nineties. Yeah. Was it late? Was it post Mad About You? Yeah, because Greg Kinnear was in it too. Oh yeah, and like that was Greg- when I really didn't. Because yeah, I, I think it. I saw one movie from that era with Nicholson. I saw one movie. Yeah, I mean, it was good. No, I, I saw Wolf, and, and that was it, where he was the werewolf. Yeah, that looked that, – that's weird that that would be the choice you made. Mm-hmm. I was like going through the werewolf. 90s <laughs> Jack Nicholson films. I'm well, yeah, but James Spader was in it. I love James Spader. See, that's enough to bring you in. James Spader, uh, Jack Nicholson. I'll go on record as saying James Spader's my man's in them. Yeah. I know you, you'll forgive a lot of sins. I know people don't like Robert California, but man, I love me some Robert California on the office. He, he's great. He's great. I love Robert mm-hmm. California. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's well, cause he was in adaptation. I heard was really good. I didn't see that one. Um, Oh, that was good. It was weird. Yeah. Adaptation was good. I always get adaptation and the one that, um, uh nick cage was in where he played do you know what i'm talking about it's you I are getting it, confused then because adaptation is the one with nick cage okay 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 what's the one with jack nicholson which is uh, with uh, shit <laughs> god if there was only some way we could access the world's database of of movie and television knowledge if there's just some instrument i'm uh, looking no i don't want jack nicholas i want jack nicholson you stupid Google machine. Why the hell would you want an aged golfer instead of an aged actor? It's not as good as it gets. What is the, what's the one that he did with Kathy Bates? Um, I remember Kathy Bates was in it. Oh, is it um, about Schmidt? Is it? Yeah, it is about Schmidt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one too. I hurried. 
about Schmidt. I heard about Schmidt was good. He did a lot of movies in the late 90s. Well, he did Hoffa, A Few Good Men, 92. Hoffa, 92. Wolf, 94. Crossing Guard, 95. Blood and Wine. I didn't see that. Didn't see that. Evening Star. Uh, Mars Attacks was wonderful. Saw that. Mm-hmm. As good Saw that as it, multiple times. As good as it gets. The Pledge about Schmidt. Anger Management. Something's, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Departed. So, yeah, he did some good stuff. That's one of my favorite movies. What, The Bucket List? No, The Departed. I know. <laughs> I haven't seen Departed. I need to watch that. You absolutely need to watch yeah. that. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so About Schmidt is the one. Um, that's the other one then. Uh, mm. So I do get them confused. Because I heard Adaptation's wonderful. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's very bizarre. Yeah. I think it was a Spike Jones movie. Charlie Kaufman wrote it. He's the guy who did... Um, uh, the movie about John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Yeah, that's when Nick Cage was still a serious actor doing Nick Cage stuff. Mm. You know, like that's when people are like, "Wow, that guy's a really talented actor." Now he's just poor and crazy. Yeah, I I was flipping through uh, channels when I first got what uh, what's the thing YouTube TV, and uh, as I'm going through like late at night seeing what was on mm-hmm. there was the Nicholas Cage thought he was a vampire or something and then he's like fighting people or that could be I think I saw this is it, that shadow it, of a vampire it's really vampire's kiss is that what it was called because it <laughs> yes. was really bad he's like, <laughs> like he's turned his sofa upside down and using it for the coffin lid and he's like i don't think i saw the whole movie it was on in the break room at work one day for no apparent reason yeah, <laughs> yeah. you have the weirdest break room of all time that is a fact <laughs> okay but yeah that that was very disturbing that movie i haven't seen that one but he's been in so many movies that i haven't seen but adaptation is um spike jones directed it charlie kaufman wrote it it's based on a nonfiction book the orchid thief which blah 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 nicholas cage stars as kaufman and his fictional twin brother donald and i guess like isn't he trying to write a screenplay for this movie and he just kind of mm-hmm. goes yeah 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 all right there you go i've heard it's really good though mm-hmm. so yeah, that's when he was an actor, Nicolas Cage. Then he went all nuts and stuff. You know, what I've learned from this episode is apparently I'm not as big of a Jack Nicholson fan as I thought I was. But to be fair, I mean, the guy's career is like 50 years long and he's been in everything. So it's very he's different. the major ones. Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, exactly. Now, you're not even talking about the big ones. I mean, the guy's been in fucking everything. As I was well, I think to- I, I veered off into a, uh, a Christian Slater fandom by accident. Exactly. <laughs> Early Christian Slater was like him doing a cheesy Jack Nicholson act. Oh, yeah, no, totally. That was, yeah, I, I thought that was the, the intent. But Christian Slater's still around doing stuff. Yeah, and he finally stopped doing Jack Nicholson. He's in that um that Mr. Robot show or whatever that's called, right? He, he that... was in Star Trek Six. Yeah, he was. He showed up in Star Trek Six as briefly. He was a lieutenant. 
Yep, that's because his mom was uh, the casting. Mary Jo Slater is a very fa- – you'll see her name in a lot of movies as casting by Mary oh, Jo Slater. Interesting. Mom, and he's like, Mom, get me in the Star Trek movie. I want to be in it. We all now, Mom, I'm telling you now, I, I can't even do it, Nicholson. But that, you know, he comes in, he's like, you know, Captain Sulu, we've got a message from Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> What I think I'm going to go watch Pump Up the Volume after this. I love Pump Up the Volume. That's a great I movie. want to go watch The Heathers. Heathers is good, too. Um, he's in some good stuff. I love him in Young Guns, too. He's great in Young yes. Guns, too. Arkansas, I just, Dave, I, Arkansas Dave Rudabarb. <laughs> I just want to watch all the uh, Young Guns again now. Well, there's only two of them. I know. And second, I want to watch all of them. Second one, in my opinion. Far superior. Do you see the size of that chicken? <laughs> But yeah, so anywho, yeah. Um, so who's not having a good time is uh, Captain Cisco, who's getting advice from Jadzia and uh, the Doctor Bashir there in court. Blind, blind leading the blind here. <laughs> Holy smokes! Well, I mean, you know, Dax has a unique perspective on this, having been both, you know, the guy and the chick in these yeah. relationships, and is basically the one that started all this shit. It's true, she at least should try to bail him out. Well, I mean, I just, she is just. I don't think she was, around. though. I think she's like making making it worse just to start shit. Yeah. She's one of these people who thrives on drama. Yes. She's just got all this internal shit going on with those eight personalities that she's just like, hey, let's fuck with some people's lives, make them a little bit more crazy like me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> Everybody we fucking know. <laughs> Online is like that. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry. You're not offending me. I don't care. I got to stop with my language. I mean, I think you'll be okay. All right. I, mean, but, I, don't uh, any, I don't think any of our listeners are going to, like, that's going to be it right there. They're going to just throw, I can't listen to this filth anymore. It's <laughs> the F word. I'm, I'm just not, what, I'm just not, I'm, I'm pulling my Patreon right now. This, this is some bullshit. This filth, foreign filth, I can't deal with it anymore. It's just too much for me. He said he's wearing one of them little Jew hats, and he said, "Fuck." And we haven't even got to the pegging part of the episode yet. I mean, oh which is God, coming my up. favorite part, which is That's... by far the highlight of the episode. <laughs> where... It was very awkward to watch. It but was, anyway, so but it was intended. So, I think they were going for like Kira is fucking him in the ass right now. Uh, right, they had to. Have been. Yeah, it's payback for the occupation. Yeah. Something's poking me in the butt. Pull it out. <laughs> Pull out your book. Your it's pulling out of my butt. It's awesome. God, it's so hot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after Quark basically gives him the advice of the century, uh, you know, about dating, where it's like, you know, if she complains, you don't spend enough time with her, spend less. If she complains about her gifts, take gifts back. Um, you know, yeah. You got, you got to teach these women's how, you know, they're the enemy. You got to teach them a lesson. That is good advice, though, because, like, I know for me, like, if somebody did that to me, I would know to break up with them immediately. Mm-hmm. Not not mess with them anymore. It's true. I mean, that's, but that's, maybe that's what they're going for. They're going for, like, hey, you know what? We should not be together. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and, it's and that's why Cardassians are so uh, good at dating. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like uh, Bashir said, it's a wonder that they reproduce at all. But uh, meanwhile, back on uh, the planet. Back on the planet. Yeah, they've decided to uh, bed down for the night. Yeah. I've got the little campfire going. That's where we had the strap-on scene. 
and that's where uh, he sits down on something and starts jumping around like a jackass. Oh, my butt, my butt, oh, it's in my butt. <laughs> Something's in my butt, is it you? Oh my God, not oh, again. Take a look and pull it out for me. I want you in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Come get over here behind me. Oh, oh yes, please be in my butt. <laughs> Bend over further, Galdicotton. Oh, I can't see it. Is it in my butt? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, this is the best thing ever. In my butt, yep. Yeah, they have, a, they have a playful scene. They, uh, I mean, it looks like they're getting along rather well here. They're being very friendly to each other and sticking things and pulling things out of each other's butts. I mean, it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. So just to, to put this in perspective, uh, basically, <laughs> um, a survivor of the Warsaw Ghetto, uh, a Jewish person uh, who escaped the, the German atrocities and, and joined the resistance, has teamed up with say the head of the SS and now is going on a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Hijinks and Sue. And hijinks and Sue. It's like Simon uh, Wiesenthal, you know, hooking up with uh, Goebbels or something. He's like, oh, let's go find your uh, slave chick's daughter. Oh, yeah, you got something. When you break it down pod. like this, it makes it way more <laughs> <Yeah>. awkward. <laughs> but to be fair too, they've always been kind of fast and loose about how you should feel about Gold Ducat. Like, no. Is he the bad guy? Is I mean they are, they they have been rather like well, I, said, that, I mean the writers have said that sometimes they realize that he was getting a fan base and they would have to write an episode that reminds people no this guy is space Hitler yeah but I mean but again though it's fast and loose man because it kind of comes and goes out of your consciousness because is this a guy with a thing up his butt who needs help ha 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 or is he space Hitler I mean it's it's a weird, he's a weird character, you know? Do you think they like, intentionally did that? Or do you think like maybe the actor was just so great and like had this natural charisma that he made Galdicott kind of too likable sometimes? I, I think that's part of it is that he's such a good actor that uh, he just, he really just sinks his teeth into this part and he plays the part. And then they try to get away. And I, and I understand from one perspective that you have to see why evil is evil. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, you don't wake up one day and everything. It's like how they've tried to do in Marvel Comics, which I'm beginning to love more and more. There's reasons the bad guys are bad guys. Yeah. You know, like even Victor Von Doom, he's trying to look out for the, you know, what's best for, for what is it, for Latveria. Yeah, Latveria. And he, he's trying to be the good leader or whatever. And sometimes that makes him do evil things. Well, I mean, they, they talk about that too. I think they've always done a good job at that with Lex Luthor. Like Lex Luthor is doing this to prevent, you know, uh, uh, humanity from being subservient to this alien. Yeah. You've got this alien with godlike powers who's, right. who's coming and, and everybody's just accepting, but at the, at a whim, he can destroy everything we know. He could destroy this planet and you're just going to let him fly around and he saves a few babies and he catches some chick falling off a building and everybody loves him. Yeah. You don't understand how dangerous this creature is. And so I'm going to have to build all these defenses and try to take him down. Now at the same time, he's a big businessman, right? And so he's going to do some shady shit to get that, that building built that he wants and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's skirting the law as it is. And then you add to it now he's having to take out this giant, you know, Boy Scout who uh, came from outer space. Fucking Boy Scouts. I yeah. like also that they uh, they put in the 
kind of shades of gray for the character because like in real life a bad person like a bad guy is not going to just be the stereotypical like oh, ha 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 yeah, yeah 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 you know like you you have to see the um the two sides of the person you know well, hitler had a beautiful dog and, and would play with it out and there's like the the movies that you can watch of that and he's like oh my dog sound oh blonde fast and das and the, the, the piss be pop did you uh did you watch norm mcdonald's stand-up special <laughs> no it's no favor <laughs> do yourself a favor it's really good okay I so i'll watch that instead after the show well he talks about hitler's dog and it's really okay. good like it's actually called like hitler's dog like that's the oh. name of the special it's it's <laughs> it's like yeah it's good but is it any, on netflix or something it is and it's and it's norm mcdonald and norm mcdonald's great like everything he says just makes me fucking laugh hysterically because it's the, the delivery is so great yeah, but yeah so uh anyway so then after they do that, Golducott has a daughter and he's going to kill her. And Karen's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you can't kill her. You can't kill her. You can't kill her. He's like, no, I'm going to kill her. You can't kill her. You can't kill her. And then they find, they, they, they find her through some weird like science-y thing. Like the, yeah. the, all the resistance fighters had like some kind of isotope in them. Yeah. You know, you could track with so that the resistance could rescue them. This is six years, man. That's crazy. I wonder what the half-life is on these isotopes. But that seems if you know there. Twelve years. Twelve. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so they find him in there. They have a mining operation. The Breen have this weird mining operation. Now the Breen, they, they look Star Star Warsy. They're going to yes. bring you a Wookie for the bounty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a thermite grenade. Oh shit. Yeah, they look. They look very much like Princess Leia. Or if like Princess Leia as a bounty hunter and a scion, is it what do they call it from Battlestar Galactica? Cylons. If they had babies, this this would be what they, the Breen look like. With the Breen though, I always made the uh, the Princess Leia disguise at Jabba's palace yeah. connection. It was just it was so obvious. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so the Breen the Breen are here, and they're not the best guys in the whole wide world apparently in the Alpha Quadrant, but they're doing their thing. Um, and they have a mining operation, and they, I mean, it makes sense to use Bajorans for a mining operation. That's what they do. (laughs) They they know how to mine things. They're already trained. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The Cardassians, it took a little while to to kick them into gear, but uh, you you give them a staff position, and Uh they'll keep Bajorans working. So, So, yeah, so they're mining um, dilithium, and they get the idea like, hey, well, let's get back to D, let's go back to DS9. And we can come up with a plan. And they, they don't trust each other because Kira's afraid that Gold Ducat's going to kill his kid. And so they come up with a plan. And I don't know how they got a Breen uniform so quickly, but they have two of them. Yeah. Well, they, they did uh, the, the thing where they saw the two Breen walk past and they walked out and Kira comes out and says, where are all the white women at? <laughs> and then they chase her back and then they jump on them. And- That's I love that. I must scene. have missed that scene. Yeah, yeah. I missed that scene. Well, too. it was it was cut uh, for time. That um, is my. It's in the is, HD version. The that Blu-ray is has. That it. is one of my favorite scenes in Blazing Saddles, where uh, his hands black. Oh, that must be from weekly cross burdens in the region. It's coming off. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, they get out and they they free everybody, and Golden Cut's gonna kill his kid. 
Yeah. She's all like, I dreamed you would rescue me and shoot me. That's what they said would happen. But I didn't believe them that you would come here and kill me. I dreamed a dream about dreaming. Like, so think I about how much the Cardassians suck in the fact that like this little girl is like, one day my dad's going to come rescue me. And the Cardassians like, he's just going to come here and kill you. Like, uh-huh. like even want to pay the child support, <laughs> even trapped in a mine. Like she's not even allowed to dream big because they're like nah if he does come he's just gonna murder you so i mean you're fucking wasted all your life you're better off here you're like what the fuck these guys the cardassians are the worst so yeah she's like what 19 now because if they've been missing for they've been doing slave labor for six years they look good for he was 13 when she you know was was went missing so yeah yeah, 19 so she's 19 and uh they show up and gold ducat doesn't murder her Oh, he has a heart. He has a heart after all. And um, yeah, my puppy is is a good puppy. Is is shaking the head and telling. But the whole time I'm thinking, like, how is Gold Dukat gonna explain this to his wife and uh, and seven children? Like, Ricky, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, this is gonna be an awkward Thanksgiving on fucking yeah. <laughs> the, the another garden. sitcom plot line. Yeah, <clears throat> this is my my friend's daughter and i, I want to think that all of the kids are, are like you know <laughs> and that they're gonna want to hump her and then it's gonna be weird and like well dude why can't i bang her she's your friend's daughter like no dude well yeah his oldest son is a teenager and he's he's greg ducat Marsha, like, Marsha, Marsha <laughs> we can share a room yeah. it'll be groovy yeah then he slips it in and then everything gets weird because then gold ducat comes up no that's your half sister bro oh my god i did like how they did the uh makeup on uh uh, what's her name? Zael. Zael. Yeah, it's, cool. it's interesting. Makeup. She's got the, you know, Spoon. she's got the Cardassian stuff, but then she's also got the, yeah. the ridges. A little bit of both. It would have mm-hmm. been cool if she had the ridges way up here. Like, that would have been fun. Like, just. <laughs> you never know how they're going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, so- somebody used this episode as a way to promote the theory that Cardassians and Bajorans since they're so close to their planetary systems are so close together uh-huh. and like ancient Bajorans were able to make those uh, sailboats. That's and, true. They did travel over. And the fact though, that he was able to mate with a Bajoran, even though they're supposedly different species, right. Mm-hmm. That since they're compatible and can breed, they may be from the same stock. That makes oh. sense. I could see that. And so it's just like, and they look so different, but that's like, uh, what was it? They were, as one of the evolution uh, studies where they, there was this valley and there was this big rock slide. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this species of squirrel, but all the squirrels that lived on the south side of the valley that had been cut off from the ones on the north side and the south side ones stayed brown and dark colored, but the ones on the north side, which got more snow, uh, evolved to be more white, but they were the same species. Makes sense. And so that would be kind of like the Bajorans and the uh, Cardassians because of the, the, the different planets involved where they're, you know, they, they lived at after the initial planetary seeding. Bajor was more hospitable and Earth-like, so they developed more Earth-like characteristics. And the Bajorans had a hotter, darker climate. 
and uh, more rugged. And so they developed more rugged uh, characteristics. I could see that. That makes sense. Maybe it's the case. I mean, they, they're able to breed. So, I mean, who knows? Yep. And then uh, we get back and then Cisco and his lady friend work it all out. Cassidy, yep. Cassidy takes the job anyway because she's not going to pass up on an opportunity like this because it's great. Well, she's not going to let some man tell her, oh, you know, don't take that job. You tell him. But he never she... even told her not to take the job. She just was like, fine, I will take the job then. Yeah, yeah. She, she definitely overreacted, but he was just like, oh, boom, 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 Like, what do I mean? I don't know. I'm afraid of commitment. And she's going to be like, I don't want to be in this She leaves. But yes, but everything works out there, so that's nice. Yeah. I do like, though, in future episodes, they turn, turn some tropes upside down. So that's... That'll be fun. Something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then we realize that uh, Gold Ducat sees Kara on the fucking promenade. And he's like, whoop, I'm taking my daughter home. <laughs> I, told, I told Stephanie when we were watching her, uh, we were watching it together. She's like, so where's Zion? He's like, oh, I killed her. <laughs> like, she's dead. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was unfortunate. Told you. It was unfortunate she uh, fucking flew out she the tripped. airlock. Yeah, but tripped right out of the fucking ship. She's floating around in outer space. I don't know. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> you see, that's a damn shame. She had a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good, man. <laughs> but yeah, so she's key's gonna take her home because she needs a father. At nineteen, I don't know if you really need a father at nineteen. But what what do I know? No. And that's the episode. Jenny, what'd you think? Um, you know, I didn't. I liked a lot of things about this episode, but I kind of felt like for most of the episode, like it was just two B stories that were running side by side, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like towards the end that I felt like there was the one of Kira and uh, Goldicott that that was kind of supposed to be the A story. Mm-hmm. Um. So just kind of it just kind of felt like a filler, but it was a good filler episode, I guess. Mm-hmm. Good ish. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a give it a six and a half. All right. All right. I'm gonna say a five. It's just an episode. Like we find out Gold Ducat has a daughter. I'm sure that will have uh, ramifications and repercussions as we go forward. Uh, they're very good at this show of kind of picking up characters and kind of bringing them into the fold and kind of making show about them, which is fun. So I, I'm interested to see where that can go. Um, uh, the love story, the the B story was very kind of 90s sitcom and kind of goofy. I'm just going to say, I mean, it was an episode. It was a five. What about you, Benjamin? Yeah, I think uh, I was aiming for six. Um I think I'm going to drop it to like five and a half All right. just with your inputs and, and Jenny's because I, I think um, definitely the, the, the 90s sitcom thing, but I like Jenny's point that it was two B stories. Yeah. So I, I got to think that there was an Odo Quark's A story. that we. <laughs> it's kind of like on, D, uh, on TNG, whenever they'd be like, oh, the Romulans are doing this crazy shit over by the neutral zone. And we're all like, oh, that's the episode I wanted mm-hmm. to watch, not this one. But we got to bring this old man to an old folks home so he can kill himself. But he's a great scientist. Oh, no. But that's a good episode. But, uh, so the Odo Quark story that was <laughs> happening on the station that we missed during this time mm-hmm. uh, was the really good A story that would have made it yeah. uh, an eight. Unfortunately, we didn't see that episode, so this is a five and a half. All the footage was lost because yeah. it was so awesome. It just blew it, the, the it fucking was fire. film up. Yeah, straight fire. It was fire. I love it. 
I love it. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. It was a wonderful episode. Uh, thank you to Peg Pegerson for showing up. We had a real good time with him. It was yeah. very nice to meet Peg. I can't wait to see more of him, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> He's a bit of a dick. Okay, well, yeah, it's good to know. It's good to know. It's good to know. But it, it, was, a, it was a wonderful guest to have on. And as, as uh, you guys know, uh, it's, it's, it's great being here. We appreciate your listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we will talk to you guys next Wednesday with another episode of uh, Deep Space Nine. Bye.